We've got winners, losers, and grades from the Rams' Week 4 win over the Colts and a rookie standout for the Rams not named Puka Nakua. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. You are Locked on Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Ramley, and welcome to another episode of Locked On Rams, your daily podcast covering your two and two Los Angeles Rams, free and available revenue year podcast, Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're also available over on YouTube, just past 9,000 subscribers, thanks to you. So if you have not yet, join the party over on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, hit that like button, and let us know who are your winners and losers for week four. My name is Doug McCain. My friends call me DMAC. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. I've been covering LA sports for over a decade. Sports Illustrated, Dodgers Nation, 24-7 sports. Now the Rams for Locked On. And as always, I'm joined by the Rams pre-half and post-game show host for the Rams flagship radio station, ESPN 710 LA. He's in his eighth season covering your Los Angeles Rams. He's known as the People's Champ. You can follow him on X at Travis Rogers. And on today's show, we got winners and losers and grades. We're going to continue to break down this Rams week four win. But first, just a reminder that this episode of Locked on Rams is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, Travis, let's continue to break this one down. And let's start off with the game balls. And we didn't hand out game balls last one. I'm giving mine to Maddie Stafford. Matthew sure. Stafford, I think, look, Puka Nakua, he was phenomenal, no doubt about that, but this team does not win this game without Matthew Stafford. When I saw Brett Rippon warming up on the sideline, I said, uh-oh, I think the Rams might need to consider adding a backup quarterback, but Stafford, he goes 319 yards, one TD, one interception, just hard of a lion, tough as nails, touchdown and a pig. Went rewatched the game yesterday. Some of those throws down the seam, some of those throws he made off that dig to to Nakua in the first quarter, just lofting it over that linebacker. He still makes throws that only a handful of quarterbacks can make. Not that he was fantastic. He's getting my game ball. Yeah, I think that's a really good choice, D-Mac. I think that, like you said, he, we've known he can make the throws. Like He's been in this league for a long time, and we've seen him play at, at a very high level frequently. But I think Rams fans got a really good look at the other thing that you mentioned, and that's just how tough of a guy this is. And I get that the quarterback is the glamour position. The quarterback is the guy that shows up on TV commercials. The quarterback is the guy that gets the beautiful wife and gets the big contract and all of these. I, I, I get that. But he also needs to be the toughest guy on your team. I'm not talking about that he's in the weight room lifting the most when he's fighting guys in the street. I'm talking about when you're busted up, when you take a shot, when you get your world rocked, you need to get up and keep going. And that keeps everybody else in it. Because if you're willing to do that, then everyone else is willing to do their job. If the if the most important guy on the team is also the toughest guy on the team, you got something there. And, you know, we, we've seen it here in L.A., but even going back to Detroit as a rookie, Matthew Stafford has his credentials as a tough guy in this league, and they're very well earned. 
Absolutely. Look, I know it was close. Everyone gives credit to Nakua and Stafford for this sure. win. I almost wanted Ben Skoranek for winning the coin flip, though, in overtime. <laughs> Tails never fails. So I think, hey, he's kind of an unsung hero on this one. But, yeah, it was gutsy. It was gritty. He had one big-time throw, one turnover-prone throw. But he's someone who's been outstanding. And I think that, look, Matthew Stafford is going to be – the biggest factor as far as the success or failure in this league. Now we're now going to do some horns up, horns down. We're going to get right into this one. Travis It's our version of winners and losers. Sure. We're not going to losers. We're not going to winners. We do horns <laughs> up. So first for horns up, got to pick up on Puka Nakua. Yeah. What more can you say about Puka Nakua? But he was phenomenal. But the first thing I want to point out that we haven't talked about yet. Yesterday I went back and I looked at what were Cooper cups numbers through his first four weeks in his triple crown season. And he's mm -hmm. outpacing him. He has 39 catches for 501 yards. To put that into perspective, Cooper Cub had 30 catches for 431 yards. Yes, Cub had more touchdowns, but I think that puts something into perspective. And I think if I'm Taylor Swift, I'd rather be with Puka Nakua than Travis <laughs> Kelsey. I'm just saying. <laughs> he has been so good. We're almost losing track of it. I'm glad that you put it in context like that, DMAC, because this isn't just, oh, this is a really good start for a guy that got drafted in the fifth round. Oh, this is kind of cool that they found somebody that can go out there and play. He's on pace to have one of the great seasons in NFL history. Let me just stop right here. He's not going to. He's not going to have one of the great seasons in NFL history, but that he's doing what he's doing through the first four weeks and that he's doing it without Cooper Cup drawing a ton of the attention in the offense. That Think about it like this. If Cooper Cup had started the season with the team, if Cooper Cup had been just the, the most average version of himself, just right in the middle, not the best version, not the worst version, just average Cooper Cup, and Cooper and, and, and Puka Nakua were able to do this, we'd be saying, okay, he's doing it because you've got a guy like Cup drawing a ton of attention. The Cup is the one that they're trying to stop, and Nakua's been able to take advantage of that. He's been doing it with Tutu Atwell, who's had a nice season, but it's nothing you know, super spectacular. And that's it. That, I mean, that's literally it. You have Tutu Atwell doing something that's pretty good. It's okay. And no other help as a fifth-round draft pick in his rookie season with a running game that's okay, with an offensive line that's okay, with no other wide receiver help to speak of, and he's killing it. That's just a remarkable, remarkable start to a career. And I, I was talking with some friends uh, yesterday. Like, I don't know if this is he's having – put it to this way, DMAC. Are we going to go back six months from now and say – Remember those first four games from Puka Nakua? What in the world was that? Are we going to say that, or do we have one of the best wide receivers in football? I don't know which one it is yet, but I've enjoyed what I've seen through four weeks. I think it's somewhere in between. Yes, I'm definitely sipping all the Puka Nakua Kool-Aid right now. I'm just like conduct of the hype train. We're rolling right now. We're having a great time rolling down these tracks, but I do think it's pretty important to poke some holes, pour some cold water on this just to a degree. But I do think that his skill set is so sustainable. His ability to find soft zones, his strong hands, he's big, he's physical. My guy has always fallen forward. That's why I loved his first career touchdown. Cause I think it really illustrated the kind of player he is. He's going to take advantage of blown coverage. He's going to be big and physical and tough to bring down. You asked me about, I haven't worn my puka shells on this show. You can't find them anywhere. They're sold out. Every <laughs> store, there's no puka shells because of Puka Nakua. I'm confident that's the reason why. So, yeah, I think when Cooper Cup comes back, you'll see his targets go down. But, hey, how about this? Matthew Stafford, he can get a guy paid. If I'm a wide receiver out there, a WR1, 
Get me on Matty Stafford's team, Calvin Johnson, Galladay. I mean, Cooper Cup. I mean, he finds one guy and he did get those numbers blown up. But we're going to go with our first horns down. And you mentioned a couple seconds ago, and this is not to say he's had a bad season or anything like that. I think he's absolutely exceeded expectations so far. But horns down is 2-2 Atwell. So 2-2 Atwell finished with 24 yards on five receptions. And he had three straight games of at least 50 yards receiving to start the year. But his first quiet game of the year. Yeah, look, he, he this is his role on this team, that you're going to hope to hit a couple of big ones with him. You're going to hope to maybe get him in some space where he can make some people miss and make some people, you know, run past some people along the way. But five catches for for uh, for Tutu, I think, is about what you can expect. And look, if we jump forward to Philly and we talk about Cooper Cup being back, and we'll, we'll talk about whether or not that's going to happen, but if he can be the guy that catches four or five balls in a game and Puka's still getting his seven or eight or nine and Cooper Cup is getting his seven or eight or nine, all of a sudden you've got a wide receiving trio. I I, I am actually pretty high on 2-2 through the first four games of the season. I know that his performance on Sunday kind of came down a little bit from where he had been previously, but I, I, I've seen the first couple of years of his career and a game like Sunday's would have been the highlight of his career had we not seen the first three weeks. So overall, I'm pretty pleased with what I've seen from from number five. Yeah, I am too. And I think that when Cooper Cup comes back, I'm very excited to see that trio. I think they'll have a role for him where they like the way they're using him in, mo in motion to yep. prevent him from getting jammed off the line. I think you want to see them take some more shots with Tutu. I've been impressed with his hands. He's not afraid to go over the middle on those crossers, make contested catches. I just think that there's some games when you're a receiver where all of a sudden you blink and it's halfway through the third quarter. You haven't done much in the game ends and you really haven't been that main target. But I do think that when you consider the fact, going back to Puka Nakua, you got a offensive rookie of the year, a potential Pro Bowl rookie in the fifth round with a fourth pick, your fourth pick in the fifth round. I think you feel better about whatever you can get from 2-2 at this point, considering when they took him in the second round. Yep. I'm still bullish on him. I'm still 2-2 truther. I just think that wasn't his best game. But we've got more horns up, more horns down coming up next on Locked On Rams. We've got a player who proved that he's still the GOAT. That's coming up next on Locked on Rams. All right, DMAC, let's talk a little bit about that game time app that you love to go to games. I love to go to games. The problem with going to games is sometimes just the stress of finding those last-minute tickets. That's where the game time app comes in, right? The game time app is the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets for all of your sporting events, concerts, comedy shows, theater, everything that is near you. And with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You don't have to sweat it. You've got it covered. I love that you can see where you're going to sit. I love that you know, okay, I do like this. And eh, not so crazy about this one. Let's find another one. The Game Time lets you see all of this before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. And Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it starts. So if you're really late, Game Time still has you covered. It is the best place to find last-minute seats. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL. That's Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account on the Game Time app and redeem your Locked On NFL code. Locked On NFL for twenty bucks off. 
And we're off and running here on Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever you get your podcast. Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a special shout out to those everyday listeners out there. We appreciate you guys watching every episode, listening to every episode, being subscribed. Get us to 9,000 subscribers. It's all you. And also, you can join the Everyday Listeners Club, too. Membership is 100% free. You won't miss a thing about your Los Angeles Rams. Now, here, Travis, in our second segment, we're going to continue with some horns up, horns down. I want to stay on the offensive side and give this guy some love, and that's Kevin Dotson. Now, yeah. Kevin Dotson, a run grade of 89.3, a pass blocking grade of 60.8. Very impressive in his debut with the Rams. He's someone that has a reputation for a better pass protection grade than a running grade. Kind of flipped the script in this one, but I love the girth he brought to that line. You saw this offense really go to the run, establish that run. I was really impressed with him. I think that we're kind of still trying to figure out what the best five are on the offensive line, right? I think you're still trying to figure out which combination serves you best to have both what you're talking about, DMAC, a, a run game that could be very, very physical and a pass game that can be athletic, nimble, and be able to give Matthew Stafford the time that he needs. I think you're going to get a really good test with what's coming up on Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles. They're talking about one of the best pass rushes in the entire league. I think the best part about what you mentioned with Kevin Dotson is it gives you versatility, right? That when I mean, look, you're not going to have all five guys be able to play all 17 games. It's just it, that's not how this league is set up. You're going to need guys to step up. That you got a guy that's as versatile as Joe Nopum is, I think, is a really good sign that he can put him at guard, that you can put him at tackle, and he can get you through the day. I think is a really good sign. You know, obviously Jackson is going to come back at some point. I'm assuming he slides back in at left tackle, but now you have optionality. You have Nopum at guard. You have Dodson at guard. We've seen Tremaine. Ancrum come in and perform reasonably well there, which hopefully you don't need to go to that depth. You're obviously probably going to need to go there at some point. And Dotson provided them a great, I, I would imagine in that O-line room and with Sean McVay, it was just, okay, we're, we're okay there. We have some options in the event that what typically happens in the NFL does happen and you need to go to some backups. Yeah, 100%. You know this better than anyone. There's nothing better in sports than on your team when you have that nice, delicious, beautiful depth. And yeah. depth is so key. And having someone like Dotson, who's a professional, that can step right in and perform on the road like that, it was very impressive. I think that what I want to see is, one, I want No Boom to be 100% healthy and to mm -hmm. know he's 100% healthy because if he's not a little stiff out there, not as effective. I do think my dream, what I said when we signed Dotson, I know we, I know you're not a we guy, but... I got the gear on. So but when we signed Dawson, I said that when he gets his shot, he's not coming out. He's someone who's a pro, a lot of experience starting in this one. I would like to see hey. possibly Alaric Jackson, Avila, Shelton, Dotson, Havenstein, and maybe use Joe Nopum as a super sub. And hey, I'll take it. But uh, love the fact you run the ball 34 times with Kyron Williams, have a balanced attack at 25 carries, his longest run this season with 20 yards. So I definitely like where this run game was in this one. And then also, was that Travis? Yeah, no, I just, this is why these guys go out there in the pain that they do. This is why they go out there with their bodies screaming, saying, don't do this anymore. And they continue to do it because the very last thing they want is that other guy to come in and perform well. I know that they're on the same team. I get it. And there's team. And then there's, I got to make a living. 
And making a living as a starter is a much better way to do it than making a living as a backup. And, you know, the Wally Pip to go back to the the baseball days, you know, Wally Pip was the guy before Lou Gehrig, who then played, you know, 2,100 games in a row and he never got back on the field. They don't want to come out for a variety of reasons, but near the top of that list is that other guy might be better than me. So I'll just stay out there and never give him a chance. That is such a great point. I don't think that gets talked about enough. This guy's just playing banged up, playing injured, already in week four. Look around the NFL in general. Feels yeah. like the injuries are even worse this season. By the way, can we get real grass throughout NFL just as an aside? Oh. I, dig- I digress on that one. But next horns up real quick. Uh, Got to give some credit to Rob Havenstein. Yep. Very reliable. Had a big match against Quiddy Pay. Did not allow a single pressure. I thought he was fantastic. And now, Travis, I want to shift to the defensive side of the football, and give love to the GOAT. Aaron Donald, he was absolutely a monster. He was unstoppable. He was a god amongst men. Eight total pressures, one sack, two of his four sacks were for a loss. And first career sack versus the Colts. He had that strip sack that was called back due to a holding penalty on Trey Tomlinson. He was lined up against Quinn Nelson, just just disrupted, brought pressure all day against Anthony Richardson. There was a play where he lined up at the wide nine to exploit the matchup against Blake Freeland, if you saw that. But yeah, Aaron Donald, what more can you say? He's still one of the best in the game, if not the best. So I know that you and I are a little bit football nerdy and like this, but I, I would really encourage anybody that is watching these games on TV to just take a series or two when the Rams are on defense and don't follow the ball. Just watch 99 go to work. Just watch what he does on every snap and watch how much attention he draws. I thought there was a series in the game on Sunday where he drew a double team, a double team, and then a triple team. Like this is what you do. That means that there are two guys that are unblocked, or that means that you can double somebody in the backfield, that this is what he does. It's not just that he gets sacks, which he does. It's not just that he takes the ball away, which he does. It's that he draws so much attention from that offensive side of the ball. It frees so many guys up and it's not, it doesn't happen on every play, but the attention happens on every play and Look, the, whatever reports of his demise might have been out there coming into this season, greatly exaggerated. He is still Aaron Donald. He is still one of those guys that every offensive coordinator, every offensive line coach in the league, when they go in that room, they red dot that guy right there. 99, 99. What we, this is when we break the huddle, find him and figure it out from there. Absolutely. I think you got to give a lot of credit too for not missing a beat with all these young players, all this inexperience on lines. Like, no, I'm still going to be Aaron Donald. Yep. I'm still going to be someone who leads the team with 22 pressures. The next closest is Byron Young. And I think with Aaron Donald, he makes grown men like afraid of him. Like these yeah. guys are all NFL players. They're all the top of their game. He, they're afraid of him. He's so disruptive, such a monster out there. And I just mentioned Byron Young. Want to give him a horns up too. He had two tackles and a QB hit. Not his best game, but still his eight QB hits. That ties him with Micah Parsons for the sixth most in the NFL. He's up there with guys like Josh Allen and Matt Judon. He's just two behind the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL in Nick Bosa. I mean, Les Snead, lots of feathers in his cap so far. Byron Young has been outstanding as a young edge rusher. I think the fact that he was 25 years old, we know that that's probably the reason why he fell in their lap in the third round, but he was outstanding, and he's someone that filled it nicely with Floyd, but he's not playing alongside Von Miller and Floyd, yep. right? He's playing alongside Michael Hoyt and still able to have success and be effective. Look, this the Rams are doing something, at least through the four weeks of the season, that I believe is one of the hardest things to do in all sports, and that is get younger and cheaper 
and be good at the same time. And the only way you can do it is by finding guys like this. That's it. That you need guys that find guys like Puka Nakua, find guys like Byron Young who come in and they're on rookie deals, they're inexpensive, they're young, and they can still perform at a very high level so you can transition from a more veteran-laden team the way they had to what they have right now. That's number one. Credit to Les Snead and Sean McVay for finding those guys and putting them in the position. With Byron Young specifically, I can't wait till he figures out how to play in the NFL because he doesn't know what the hell he's doing out there. But he's still making a whole bunch of plays. Once he starts, once the game starts to slow down for him a little bit, once he follows his own rules a little bit better and then puts that athleticism to use, he's going to be a real problem because right now he's just doing it on straight effort and talent. Like there's not a lot of scheme going on in what he's doing. Like when, like we talk about watching AD, watch, uh, watch Young a couple of times because he's just running around out there. But he's so fast and he's so good that he's able to cover some of the mistakes. He still loses the edge, I think, way too frequently. Guys still get outside of him on occasion. He still takes the cheese from the trap a little bit more often than I'd like to see. Yeah. But that dude can go. And once the light goes on over his head and he starts to play within the scheme a little bit more, He's going to be a real problem for sure. And he's someone that you see the physical tools, the athleticism. I think where I listened from Aaron Donald, if Aaron Donald says anything about you, it carries way with me. And he said, I think he's getting better. Yep. I think that Byron Young needs to work with Aaron Donald on that swim move, just a little swim move there to really help him get to the quarterback. Cause you're seeing him just on just brute strength, use that bull rush. And he's very yeah. strong, but you want to see him mix it up and kind of do a little better job disengaging from the offensive line to get to the quarterback. But I've been thrilled with his success early on. Like I said, you don't mess with a guy with one of those three dimensional, you know, he's got the <laughs> BY three dimensional. Those are, I mean, that's like branded. Yeah. Anyway, that's like a tattoo, man. You don't mess with those guys. Tough Dollar dude. Tree employee of the year, no <laughs> doubt about it. So, yeah, love me some the Dollar General, actually. Don't want to get yeah. twisted. Don't want to know their sponsor. But, yeah, he's been phenomenal. But we got more horns up, horns down, and what we want to see for the Rams moving forward. That's coming up next here on Locked on Rams. All right, let's talk about FanDuel DMAC. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. That's $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. It's $200 in bonus bets guaranteed win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. This is why you got to start early, right? If you would have gone in on the Ram win total over, you're feeling pretty good about it right now. There's still all sorts of great bets that you can make. There's spreads, there's player props, there's over-unders, and lots more. And of course, the app is super easy to use. There's unbelievable options there. So go to FanDuel.com slash NFL and get into the NFL season on a whole night. Another level. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off that NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. And welcome back to Locked On Rams. Thank you for making Locked On Rams your first listen every single weekday, free and available wherever your podcast, Locked On Rams, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Now, Travis, here in our third segment, we're going to continue with our horns up, and I want to give this next one to really the entire defense for exceeding expectations so far. For the second time this season, the Rams shut out an opponent for an entire half yep. with six minutes to go, Travis, in the fourth quarter. 
Anthony Richardson was still just 7 for 17 for 135 yards passing. The Rams defense ranks ninth in the NFL in success rate. And this was supposed to be the worst defense in the NFL, a historically bad defense. Well, guess what? That's the Denver Broncos, not the Los Angeles Rams. But you have to be impressed with what you've seen so far from Raheem Morris' defense. <laughs> yeah, no, they've been, they've been much better than I thought. I thought that... The Rams were going to have to find a way to win games probably in the high 20s or 30s. And I guess, you know, you could look at it in the two games they've won. They've scored 29 and 30 points to win those games. But the games that they've lost, it hasn't been because the defense has gotten steamrolled. It's because the offense has stagnated a little bit in those games, in particular in, in Cincinnati, and that they kick some field goals instead of scoring some touchdowns. It's been really a pleasant surprise that coming into it, it was Aaron Donald and you know Ernest Jones, and let's figure it out from there. Well, I think they kind of have. You know, they've given up some plays, but I think guys like Darian Kendrick in particular uh, have really kind of shown that they're able to bounce back after giving up a big play. They're a pretty resilient group. They're a pretty tough group. I think they play good team defense so far that we've seen. I don't know if we've seen a ton of brilliant one-on-one performances. Akilah Witherspoon's been really good in a one-on-one game, so we'll kind of separate him from the group. But collectively speaking as a team, I think the defense has been far better than most people expected. Yeah, and I think it remains to be seen how this team looks for an entire season. I think you've had some advantages of going up against a hobbled Joe Burrow, a rookie quarterback that's coming back from a concussion injury. So we'll see how they fare against this very physical Philly team, which we're going to start breaking down tomorrow with the brotherly shove. How are they going to be able to deal with that? So that's Is there a way to deal with it? I I, 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 I don't know, man. Stop it. Like 10 E-Hondas. I don't know like <laughs> what you can do, but like it's going to be very difficult for this team. But a couple more horns up. Want to give some credit. Bobby Brown, like I said, every little step he takes is a step forward. Hopefully, Bobby Brown, six total tackles, two pressures, and just 32 snaps at 81.1 PFF grade. Very impressed with him. Jonah Williams doesn't get a lot of love out there. I want to shine some light on him. Quietly having a really solid season so far. Four tackles and one TFL. I think this interior line, very young, not the best game for Kobe Turner, but you play alongside Aaron Donald, you get one-on-ones, you're going to be able to have some success. I think that's it. I, I, I think that's it. That if you are on the defensive line for the LA Rams, you're going to look pretty good because you're going to get a lot of one-on-ones. You're going to get a lot of opportunities that would not come if number 99 is not there. And I don't mean to take anything away from the guys you mentioned, Bobby Brown, Jonah Williams, any of these guys, uh, even Kobe Turner, that the, they have you have to do the work. You have to be able to be there, be ready, and step into it when it's time to do it. But Aaron Donald draws so much attention. He is so difficult to deal with that when you are the eighth priority on every given snap, you better be able to step up and do it. And, and to their credit, they have. They've done a very good job there. Yeah, I really love what you said, too, about recommending fans to go back and watch an entire game and just look at Aaron Donald. It should be like an NFL option, so you get the condensed, the full game, the all 22, and just one that spotlights like Aaron Donald the whole time so you could really see the impact he has on a game. Can I, 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 gotta, I just got to say this because it's one of my favorite things. I say it every week when I'm watching these games. I, I need everybody to understand what I'm about to say. These guys on the offensive line are specifically trained they're 300 plus pounds almost all of them some of the strongest human beings on the face of the earth that are specifically trained to prevent a person from getting behind them and Aaron Donald just grabs them with one hand and throws them out of the way okay they, like I get you can pick up your your six-year-old and kind of moving them around 
That's your six-year-old isn't a 300-pound NFL offensive lineman. That's what he does to these guys. He moves 300-pound guys that do not want to be moved, and he moves them easily. It's it's an insane idea it's when crazy. you watch him. It just that you can't fathom how strong, how powerful, how quick, how explosive, how incredibly technically gifted Aaron Donald is until you watch him play after play after play. No, he's like Bruce Banner in football. <laughs> I'm always wondering if they're watching to see if he's turning green or if they've got the Jaws theme playing in their mind when they're trying to protect it. And, you know, I mean, like, you know, they're not sleeping the night before, but yeah, no. I mean, it can't be emphasized enough. Also, Travis, want to give some love to Darion Kendrick. He was targeted yeah. twice, didn't allow a completion, really held it down the le- on the left side, had a 78.2 PFF grade. And how about Ernest Jones? He's just been quietly been a tackling machine all season long. A team high 10 tackles at one sack, one TFL through four weeks, 38 tackles, five for a loss, one sack, and one pass breakup. I think he's definitely been a bright spot for this Rams defense. Did we never talk about him? I think is a good sign. Right. Did, did he, we just take him as the guy that's going to make those tackles like you're talking about, D-Mac, that he's going to be there every single day, that he's going to do his job. Like we talked about Byron Young a second ago. Ernest Jones understands the rules of the defense. He plays within the rules of the defense. He's there to clean up whatever needs to be cleaned up on every play. He's done a, a, an amazing job so far. Yeah, and then a little bit of a horns down. Kobe Durant, he allowed a team-high three catches on four targets, 43 yards in coverage. Has been the start that hope for for Durant. I still think he's getting used to the star role, trying to learn this system because a lot of a lot of responsibility there. So the athleticism is there, but just things haven't gone his way as much as I expected early on. Yeah, I think they, I think you're right about that. I think one other guy to really kind of keep your eye on going forward as far as horns down goes is Brett Maher. Um, that needs to be better. It, it, it just has to be better because we've seen it. How many times do these comes down to a made kick or a missed kick? And quite frankly, the Rams got a little bit lucky that they escaped Indianapolis with that win because you don't get to miss two makeable field goals in the NFL and win very often, and the Rams found a way to do it. Uh, I, I'm not saying that they're going to cut him anytime soon, but I guarantee you there's been a discussion in a back room with whispered voices saying, is this good enough? And that's not what you want if you're Brett Maher. He needs to do a better and a lot better and soon. Yeah, no, 100%. He's someone who every time he walks to the Rams facility and it's not locked, he's like, whew. <laughs> so they didn't change the code on my yet, but I think you bring up a great point because you can miss one 46 or 48 yarder indoors. You can't miss two. No. You miss two like that. That's when you start to feel that hot seat getting a little warm there. And I think with Maher, the thing that's a little frustrating is he's so talented. I mean, you talk yeah. about kicks over 50 yards. He can do that. He did that in this game. It almost feels like a pitcher that has hundred mile power fastball. Just can't locate. Right. So I definitely think he's someone that we have to keep a close eye on moving forward. We're going to have to monitor his progress because the Rams could be in need of a kicker if you can't get it done. But that's going to do it for this episode of Locked On Rams. My name is Doug McCann. You can follow me on X and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. As always, you can follow the people's champ, Mr. Travis Rogers, on X at Travis Rogers. Until next time, whose house is Locked On Rams' house?